Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Me, your friends and family, give 
Song's called Sing, Sing, Sing. It's a Chris Tomlin tune, and uh, you hear this one quite often, so we'll sing a little bit of that.
today. I love it. Very nice. Well done. The Susan Singers are back. <laughs> it's a strange thing. I don't know what it is. I could ask people to come up and sing. And we might get one or two. She asked people to come up and sing. We get 15 or 20. What is that? That's what they tell you, you know. That's what, yeah, woman power. That's what it is. That's, it must be what it is. I can't explain it otherwise. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're going to sing. Uh, what's our next one we're going to do? Our Father, yeah. This is a song that... Uh, Yes, that, Chris, that your mama used to sing. Yep. Very good point. Hang on here a second. Let's see. Yeah. So we sing it in kind of different ways, and today I'd like to sing it maybe a little bit of a different tempo or something on it, but it's the same song, same message, okay? Our Father, so let's see, let's, let's see how this goes. to temptation but deliver us 
the power thanksgiving and I just want to say thank you Lord for all of you thank you for friends and family thank you for the love that God has spread abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's what the Bible says you know he has shed his blood his, his shed his love abroad in our hearts so we want to celebrate that and give him thanks
which is also a big day because it's the youth group will be sharing. So that's going to be a fun, exciting day, too. I've been working with Alicia. She is such a blessing. I, I just thank the Lord for, for bringing her into my life, and just just, just thank you, Lord. Um, let's see, what else? we got Friday Night Sing on August 11th. I can't read. Oh, and yesterday they had, oh, that starts at 7, so come sing or just come and, and sing along. You're not going to get me up there in front singing. I'll, I'll sing along. But um, And then we've got, yesterday they had a bike ride and I guess it turned out it was a beautiful day for a bike ride. Beautiful, not too hot. Um, they stopped at Sugar Creek Arts Festival in Normal, I hear, and just had a really good day. So thank you, Lord, for that. Um, I already mentioned the Youth Sunday. That will be Memorial Sunday will be August 6th, and that's a Sunday where we remember those that have passed through this world um, that we love. So be sure to come that Sunday. That will be a special day, I'm sure. And then our Celebration Sunday Homecoming, August 27th. That will actually be our last 
church service here in this church. Um, so come and, and invite people that you've known that have come before. Invite and let's all celebrate. Celebrate Larry's vision and what he's done the past 12 years for this church. So I'm going to come up here and we're going to join in prayer. I've got lots of prayer requests this morning. I hope I can read my scribbles. I hope I remember your name because I know everybody's name. It just flies out of my head sometimes. Lord, we lift up. Thank you so much for Marilyn, Lord. We, li we lift up that she is off work now and everything went okay uh, for the summer, Lord. We pray that you would just bless the rest of the summer for her, for her and when she comes goes back to work in the fall. We also want to lift up Caleb, who is six years old now, Lord. He's been cancer-free for three years, Lord. He's having an MRI this week to find out if he's still cancer-free. Lord, we know you have a plan, but we ask that you would just have that report come back good so then he can move on to the next stage of his um, care. Ellen asked for praises because she has a friend, the friend that we prayed for last week, whose husband had cancer. He's 30-some years old, and they've got two boys. Lord, he's, he doesn't have brain cancer, so we thank you so much for that, Lord. Uh, also a praise because their baby girl was born this week, so now they have two boys and a girl, Lord. We just pray that you would cover that family just with extra special care. And Lord, we pray that this might bring them closer and closer to you through this, all these trials. The baby was named after a cousin who had died too. And I just love the name Breely, Bree, Brenly. Isn't that a neat name, Lord? Thank you so much. Lord, we lift up Dick to you and he asks for praises because of this nice summer. He's really been enjoying the summer. Laura and Rick. Ask for, pray, ask for prayers for their granddaughter, Cammie. She's 20, Lord, you know all this. She's moving to Maryland, and they just are worried about her moving, Lord. I, we just pray for coverage in that move, Lord. We pray for Rick and Laura as they, just for peace for them, Lord, and just pray that Cammie would, would uh, this move might be a blessing to you, Lord. Miss Falls, Lord, I'm going to miss her. But, Lord, we know that you've got her covered, and you know that she's praying for Barry. She's still wearing his medal, and she's so proud of that medal, Lord. I just pray that you would just cover her and cover Barry's family, help her to let it go and stay strong. We lift up Rick to you, Lord, and we just pray for job openings for him, Lord. He's um, really excited about an opportunity, Lord. I just pray that you would just throw open the door for him. Lord, we lift up Jenny to you, who today I learned, you knew all along, but today I learned that that's Susan's daughter. I didn't know that, Lord. We pray for her. We thank for the wonderful casserole she made today, Lord. We just pray for covering for her, then that she stays close to you. We lift up Joanne and Russ to you, Lord. We're so blessed that Russ brings the prayer, the, the lesson to us, the, the verses to us every Sunday. Lord, will we lift up their grandson, Lee? Lord, you know right where he's at and what he's struggling with. Lord, we just pray that you would cover that, bring him closer to you through all this tr these trials. Joan, we lift up her mom. She's having test results. Lord, we know that you have a plan, whatever happens, Lord, but we just pray for your hand and your guidance and peace for the whole family, whatever happens. We lift up Pat to you, your child, Lord. Thank you so much. For her and her presence here 
We lift up Joe and Liz to you, Lord. We pray. Thank you for Liz's healing, but Lord, I know Joe's concerned. He said, he said to me this morning, after seven more Sundays, I'll never see you again. Lord, I hope that's not true. We know you have a plan, but we just pray for covering for this and for this church. Jason asked for prayers for his family. Again, just you know what's going on, Lord. We thank you for his, his uh, technical skills up there in that tech loft, and we just pray for covering for him. Alicia, I've already mentioned, my men, I'm the mentor, she's the, no, you know, mentor, mentee, whichever role we have, Lord, I just pray for her, I pray for, for what she's um, going to share on the 30th, Lord, I lift up Tony to you, and I pray for his health, Lord, I just pray for continued healing for him, Lord, Larry did share today that he's just thankful for this, this church and this, this people in the last 12 years, thank you for blessing him, Lord, and thank you Thank you, thank you for his leadership. Donna asked just for prayers for her family, covering over everything. Lord, you know what's going on. We just pray your hand might be seen in a mighty way in that family. Carol, just, just grateful for everything, Lord, and i just thankful that she has a heart to raise those kids and just bring them here. I love seeing those. Isaiah asked for prayers for our church, Lord, and what's going on. And you know, Lord, you know exactly what's going on. We lift up. Lisa asked for prayers for her bonus daughter, Ashley's mother-in-law, who has a foot broken and just is kind of struggling with that. Lord, you know, and I can relate to that when I broke my ankle. It's, it's kind of depressing. But, Lord, we know that you can work in a mighty way in this. We lift up Brenda to you. Um, just general covering, Lord, you know her needs and you know right where she's at. We lift up Felicia and Chuck and their kids. I just love it when they come. I love to see them. I love just... Lord, I just pray for blessings for them. And finally, I lift up Pam and Steve and their kids, Lord. You know what's going on with their kids, and you know their concern. Lord, I just pray that you just would guide them on the right path, help them find the way, Lord, and just cover them with your presence. Pull them closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
us. We'll ask you if you'll come, please, and bring the scriptures. Our scripture this morning from Luke 5, 1 through 11. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. Lord, we thank you so much for your son. Thank you for all that he has shown us. Thank you for the scripture that we have that we can refer to. Thank you for your guidance in our lives. Thank you for all these folks that are here today. We love them all so dearly. Pray, Lord, that you be with Larry as he gives a message in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, that's a good deal there. I should have gone the other way. I'd like to ask the young people uh, to, did you have something for the bucket real quick or no? You had one to put in? Or did you already put it in? Come up here and read this one, okay? I've got, I've got different ones to read. Hang on a minute here. Yeah, read that one. Thanks. Thank you for no bad show snowstorms. Thank you for no bad snowstorms. <laughs> okay. We got a lot to be thankful for, okay? Let's read this one right here, what this one says. To our church from Elijah. Okay. It's got a cross on the front and three circles. <gasps> That's the friends and family logo. 
oh my gosh, you know, loving God, me, and you, the three. It's right from the sign outside. What's that one say? I hope our church finds a building to have chur a church. Okay. From me. From you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for helping. Healing power of music. Good one. One more. That's a big one here with a hand on it. Hmm, let's see what that says. For friends and family. Oh, it's a hand for friends and family. Get it? All right. Thank you very much. You can go now. Thank you, Joan, for helping with the children today. We appreciate that. And we have some beautiful young people there. They're going to be helping with the leading of the ministry on the last Sunday of the month. And we're also going to have that day, as Joyce pointed out, the fellowship meal. We'll have communion on that Sunday. I'm going to push this around here a little bit. And then I'll slide it on all the rest of the way after a bit. I'd like to say thank you for coming today. Thank you for being part of our ministry together. We had an idea this morning. Joyce came up with this. I thought it was a good idea. You know, maybe in September, you know how we have the third Saturday of every month, we have the men's fellowship meeting and it's a prayer breakfast at 8.30. How about if we all get together the third Saturday of each month, September and so forth in the fall, and just meet at, you know, Applebee's or somewhere nice where they got plenty of seating. And we could uh, just be together. That would be good to stay in touch. I really think that's a great idea. And uh, Joyce said she'd help with that and promote that and remind everybody about it. That'd be awesome. Open mic on the, on the 11th. Don't forget about that. If you've always wanted to sing and you never had the nerve or the chance, well, it's time for you to take opportunity. It's knocking on your door. Okay? Open mic that night. Now, if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, bring two buckets, and maybe that'll get you through. But we'd love to have anybody who likes to sing to plan on doing a, at least a song or, or so that night, a couple of songs. We'll sing some of the old hymns, too. We've started doing more and more of those recently, and I really like those older songs. <sighs> Man, this has been a week for me. I had back trouble. You ever had back trouble? Not good. Back trouble is. Back trouble affects everything. So thank God I'm better. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. <laughs> Isn't that a line from What About, uh, from what about Bob? <laughs> At the opening, you know, when he's all looped out and crazy, walking down the city street in New York. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. He's repeating this to himself, you know, trying to make himself feel better. <laughs> so, But I do. I, I got out of the car, walked out over to the front of the church, opened the door, walked in. I didn't even think about my back. 
But that's not been the case all week long, so I'm grateful for that. That's a prayer answered, I guess. Jesus Calling. Have you seen the little book, Jesus Calling? They got those uh, available in the bookstores, and you'll see them, even in Walmart and other bookstores, I guess. Jesus Calling. As a matter of fact, when Jeff had learned that he was uh, a cancer victim and had pancreatic cancer, he he got, or someone gave to him, the little booklet, Jesus Calling. And then every day of the year, he would read that for that particular day. And I had also a, a copy of that, so I, I had my copy. And I read those, you know, and I would read them in concert with Jeff. We'd read them together. Uh, and that's a neat, a neat little thing because it's, first person it's as though Jesus is actually talking to you I don't know if you've ever seen one of these but it's very very good because it's tender and it and it deals with uh, issues of life but it also is as though Jesus is expressing his love to you in the, in the author's words but it's consistent with the scriptures and then there are Bible verses that go with it so Jesus calling now in this story uh, from Luke chapter 5, which you can put the verses back up if you would, please, we notice that Jesus is beginning his ministry. And it's the calling of his first disciples, okay? So you see this, and you've read this story, and you've heard this story. But what does that have to do with us? What I find in this story is something, maybe the most important thing in all of the Bible, the most important thing in all of the Bible, this may be, of all the Bible stories and all the Bible verses, my favorite. This passage, these first 11 verses in Luke chapter 5. Jesus comes upon some ordinary people doing ordinary things and he calls them to be extraordinary people, to do extraordinary things. It's an amazing story. It's so simple. You could miss all of this if you're just not paying attention. Ordinary people doing ordinary things. He comes and he calls them to do something exceptional, something extraordinary. How does he do this? First, he asks them a favor. I don't know how many times Jesus asked favors of other people when he first met them, but it was fairly common of him to do this. You may recall the woman at the well who Jesus was thirsty and what did he ask? He asked her for a drink. Here is God Almighty in the person of Jesus Christ, a person who could part the waters, calm the seas, heal the sick, give sight to the blind, deliver people from all kinds of 
diseases and problems. And he asked this woman for a drink. It's so surprising. He asked a favor of these men. He said, could I borrow your boat? One of the best ways to get new friends is to buy a nice boat. And it's not uncommon for people to say, you know, can we borrow your boat? I know you're not going to be using it this weekend, but I've got a couple of buddies coming to town, and we'd like to go fishing. I wonder if you could loan us your boat. Another good way to make friends is to buy a pickup truck. <laughs> oh, boy. If you have a pickup truck, you'll have all kinds of friends. Hey, could we borrow your truck? Yeah, we just got a little refrigerator. We got to move over to mom's place. We could borrow your refrigerator. I mean, borrow your truck. Someone said that if you want to make friends, somebody moves in next door. Okay? Neighbors. New neighbors. What do we do? We go over there and we usually say, Hi, I'm, I'm Larry. I, I live next door. Yeah, I, uh, I saw you moving in. I saw the truck and everything. So I, I just want to come over and, and meet you, shake your hand, and, and just let you know that if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know. I'll, I'll be glad to help you out. Well, you'll never hear from those people again. <laughs> no. They'll get their garage door open or working, and they'll come and go, and you'll never see them in the yard. It'll, it's over. But if you go over there, and you say, I know you're busy. I know you're moving. I know this is probably the worst time in the whole world for me to even ask this. But do you have your refrigerator turned on yet? Well, yeah. Well, do you have any ice cubes? <laughs> I need some ice cubes. Oh, well, that's okay. That's okay. Let me see here. John, we have the ice cubes going yet? Oh, yeah, we got them. We got them. Okay. Well, here, now let me put these in a little container for you. Here, I got a baggie. Oh, don't give them a baggie. No, take one of these Tupperware. This was one of Mom's Tupperware. And so, is that enough? You got enough? Here, let's try to fill it up. Well, John, give them a, get, get another one. Be sure they get enough. And so you come back to the house carrying your Tupperware full of ice cubes. And all of a sudden, you have a friendship going here. Because what happened was, you didn't know, go over to help them. You went over so they could help you. And that's the approach Jesus uses with people. And I've tried to learn this over the years. Could you do me a favor? That's what Jesus asked. So if you have neighbors move in next door, now you know what to do. <laughs> Unless you don't like them, then don't ever ask them. Don't ever ask them for any favors. People like to be needed. People like to be wanted. People like to help. People like to pitch in, make a contribution and make a difference. Jesus knows this. And so he says to the disciples, can I borrow your boat? Can I borrow your boat? I won't take it far. I'm just going to push out off the shore a little bit. And he did, and they loaned it to him. And he was teaching the people from the from the shore, and after he had finished, he said to the disciples, well, how was, your, how was your fishing? Well, 
not too good. He says, well, why don't you push out again into the water and, and, <clears throat> and let down your nets and see what happens. And Peter says to Jesus, just having met, he said, you know, I hate to tell you this, but we've been fishing all night, Jesus, and we didn't catch anything, and we're tired, and the idea that you're asking us to put our nets out there and go back out there right now is just a little bit of a stretch, you know. But if you insist, we will. So they went out, they put their boats out, they dropped their nets, and they caught so many fish, they couldn't get them all on board. And about, I think they had another boat and had to bring it out to, to, just to keep the thing from sinking. For their business, which was the business of fishing, this was a huge blessing, a humongous financial blessing. This was their livelihood. This was a miracle that resulted in them having huge success like they had never had before in what was their ordinary life. Their ordinary activities were suddenly exceptional. And you can see how if you help Jesus from this story, Jesus will help you. If you bless Jesus, Jesus will bless you. I guess you could say that's a principle. If you open your heart and your life to toward God and are generous toward God, God will be generous to you. Someone said, I can't outgive God in terms of service, in terms of time and energy, or in terms of money. I can't outgive God. It's because I have a I have a bucket right here. It's my stuff's in my bucket. I've got a shovel. I take a little bit out of my bucket and I put it over in God's bucket. I look over there and I think, well, God's bucket needs a little more. I'll put a little more in there. And somebody said, hey, you're giving away all your stuff. How can you do that? He said, oh, don't worry. I put in God's bucket and sooner or later, God always puts back in my bucket. And I've done that for years. Put a little in, a little more, sometimes more than I think I should. God always fills my bucket up again because God has a bigger shovel than I do. He blesses me to overflowing. The scriptures say, give, press, and you will receive. Remember that? Give your life to the Lord. I'm not talking about finances right here. This is usually used in that context, but that's not what I'm talking about at the moment. It includes finances, but it's more, much more than that. Give your life to the Lord, and you will receive. Give, and you will receive. Press down, shaken together. That's like you can't get all the quarters in, so you just take them and you shake them just to be sure you get a few more stacked on top. You know, again, using the image of money, but it's more than money. Give and you shall receive, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Your life will 
before. Jesus promised that. He said, those who believe in me will have an abundant life. That means a life of fullness, a life of satisfaction and joy, a life of optimism and hopefulness, and a life of generosity toward other people. It's fun to be a Christian. It's fun to be the positive energy in the room. It's fun to have a smile. You realize how rare it is for people to smile? We did this little experiment one day at the state fair. You would think if people go to the state fair, they'd be smiling, right? Happy ice cream. It was crazy. Yesterday we went down to the uh, Sugar Creek Arts Festival. We tried to find some ice cream. Nobody there had ice cream. It was terrible. Snow cones, no ice cream. But it's fun to have ice cream. It's fun to have a little happiness, a little joy, a little spring in your step. You know, the, the, the people of the State Fair don't smile that often. And the reason we know is we did an experiment. Everybody who walked through the door coming into the ice cream, dairy, barn, you know where that is in, the, in Springfield? And sitting on this bench watching people come in, a big smile to them. And you know, about eight out of 10 people didn't even smile back. They probably thought, weird person. <laughs> I don't know what they thought, but they didn't smile. But there were a couple of people who smiled. Susan and I did that little experiment a year or so ago, a couple of years ago. It's kind of fun, wasn't it? We decided we're gonna, bring the, we're gonna bring the joy to the state fair. We're gonna bring a smile. Whether anybody else smiles or not, just smile. You know, you're going through the checkout lane at wherever you go shopping, Kroger or Walmart or wherever you go to the store. And on your way out the door, just smile at the clerk and say, thank you for your service. I appreciate that very much. And it was, it's just fun to bring positive energy to people. You can't outgive God. If you will give your life to the Lord, you can become an ambassador to carry the joy of the Lord out to the world. You can just be a, a blessing to people as you go through your daily routine. So bring the joy, my friends. Bring the joy of the Lord. Now, once you receive this humongous blessing, let's take a look at Peter as we wrap up this thought here today. Peter says, I don't deserve this. You don't realize <laughs> the kind of person I am. Lord, I don't deserve this. You must have found the wrong man. I'm, I am a sinful person. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinful man. Lord, just best thing you could do is go away from me and leave me alone. I don't deserve this. I'm embarrassed by this. I, you and I are so million miles apart that you, you can't even begin to understand how unworthy I am to have something like this come from you. Have you ever noticed that the greatest sense of your own sinfulness is when God has poured out some humongous blessing on you. 
And you just think, my goodness, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Why should I have this great blessing in my life? Whatever it is. But what did Jesus say? He didn't say, okay, I'll leave now. I'll go back to my college now, like Forrest Gump. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because I'm going to make you into something extraordinary. I'm going to turn you from a regular fisherman into a person who fishes for human beings. I'm going to make you unworthy sinner that you are. I'm going to put you in charge of my work in the world. Later, a few years later, two or three years later, Jesus told Peter, you are the one who will lead my sheep. You're going to feed my sheep. This man, this man, unworthy. Yes, but Jesus saw in him his potential. And he said, don't be afraid. You're the kind of person I'm looking for. I'm looking for the person who has a sense of their own inadequacy, a sense of their own weakness, a sense of their humanness, a sense of their sinfulness, if you will. That's the kind of person that God wants to use. He goes on to prove again and again in the New Testament that he is a friend of sinful people. Which, by the way, makes him a friend of yours. <laughs> and a friend of mine. Thank God for this blessing he brings us. So, fishing for people, bringing the joy. I think it's one of the most important stories in all the Bible because they pulled up their boats and they left everything and they followed him. All of a sudden, this transformational experience gave them a new purpose and direction in life and they followed that throughout the rest of their days. It was a wonderful thing. And here we are, 2,000 years later, we still use their names and talk about them. You never know who are gonna be a blessing to when you bring the joy. You never know whose life you will touch in the time that you have, this brief time you have here on the planet. So just lay down all these objections about, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm just too sinful, I'm just too messed up, I'm too crazy. Mama told me one time, she said, there was this lady, she lost her mind, the poor thing. That's why Mama talked to him. Well, the poor thing lost her mind but she didn't know it. Have you ever noticed that most people who've lost their mind don't know it? <laughs> so here's my point. You may think you're crazy, but as long as you, as mama said, as long as you think you're crazy, you're probably not. <laughs> it's when you think you're not crazy and everybody else is crazy that you may be. <laughs> so don't, don't discount yourself or discredit yourself, or eliminate yourself because of your sense of sinfulness or your sense of craziness or your sense of inadequacy. 
You're the kind of person Jesus is looking for. He doesn't want somebody that's all full of themselves and cocky and arrogant and self-assured. He's looking for people who are humble. And those are the ones he wants to be in charge. Humble people. Simple people. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. This is the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful story. A fisherman, unworthy to receive your blessings. How well we feel and know that and understand that. And yet, you blessed him enormously and used his life amazingly to change the world, to bring your kingdom to this world. And we thank you, Lord, that you borrow things from us, give us a purpose, gently point us in the right direction, give us the strength to fulfill the reason that you put us on this planet. And I thank you for this today. And we receive your grace and mercy with thanksgiving just now. I'll be the one, I'll be one of those who fishes for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh, oh, oh. And, and, and. 
know, sometimes we think uh, we gotta, I gotta have a lot of training to be a witness for the Lord. You know, I, I don't have the schooling for it. You know, Larry, you've been off to school and you learn all this stuff and talk a talk and walk a walk. <laughs> no, everybody can be a witness for Jesus. Everybody can smile. Everybody can bring the joy. Bring the joy, people. Bring the joy. Let Jesus use you. Can't be me, and I can't be you, but you can be you. So all the Lord really wants is your heart. He just wants your heart. He wants you. He made you. He has a place for you, a plan for you. So just wanted to throw that in for what it's worth. All right, let's sing this last song. It's called All You Ever Wanted Was My Heart.
bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you his peace and his strength. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go with God. Thank you, Steve. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.